It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Clips fans, what's going on? It's me, William, the Opinion Update. And I'm Positive Chuck Mockler. We are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network, coming Ooh. at you five days a week with all the fresh Clippers content. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got a epic show lined up for you today. Good weekend. Really good weekend, yeah. A couple of uh, quality games. Had a brunch game, which was good. Yeah, yeah. We uh, So we're going to be recapping those victories over the, the mighty, mighty Cavs <laughs> and the Grizzlies as well, the very injured Memphis Grizzlies. That was crazy. Uh, still good wins all together. Some stuff we can take a look at there. And then today is Monday, which means the Freshies, Freshies, which is our weekly rookie status report. We do it every single Monday. Oh, yeah. And today, might do something a little crazy. What about that talk about Shay? We're going to talk about <laughs> something that we might have never talked about on this podcast <laughs> yeah. before. Shay's Shea. performance as a clipper. I know it's very controversial to talk about, <laughs> but you know what? If you want to make good content, you got to take risks. <laughs> yeah, you got to reach out. Um, that's coming up. Also, you need to check us out on the Himalaya app. Yeah. It's a great podcast app. You can line up episodes and whatnot. You can go back and fact check us on episodes if you'd like to. Yeah, that's true. Call us out. We're wrong a lot of the time, and we will admit it, which I think is uh, people respect. <laughs> which it makes us the bigger. The bigger <laughs> yeah. People. We're going to do a podcast where we just talk about everything we got wrong all season. No, but again, that is the Himalaya app. Let's get into this recap of the game against the Cavs on Saturday. This was the brunch game. Mm-hmm. Happened at twelve thirty. Final score of one thirty-two to a buck oh eight over the uh, mighty mighty Cavaliers, as you just said. Thank God this one wasn't like last time. Yeah, that was too stressful. Yeah, that one was that one was too close. This was a this was a comfortable, a pretty comfortable game. Uh, After the first quarter, it was a little more. It was better. Yeah, it took about like a quarter and a half. Yeah, for sure. For our guys to like figure it out. The Cavs are now six and thirty-two on the road. Wow! <laughs> After this game, which is not good. Um, let's get into some stats real quick. Trez led the Clippers with twenty-three and six. Shea almost got his career high. I'm pretty sure I jinxed him with twenty-two points on seventy-five percent shooting. Really, really solid. Uh, and added eight dimes. And Jamichael Green, we'll talk about him more in a bit. Had his best game as a Clipper. Yeah, I mean, he filled in Dude. that starting role really, really solid. It was crazy. He had uh, he hit eight shots in a row at one point and ended with 18 and 10 starting in place of Gallo. A lot of people were kind of wondering why we didn't bench Gallo for the Bucks game. Oh, yeah. So this one, which I, I mean, it's a fair question. Yeah. I think it's kind of a wash either way. You're expected to lose the Bucks game no matter what, and you're kind of expected to win this game. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, Say, I guess they like fr- from what it sounded like, um, there wasn't there, there hadn't been like this long plan to rest Gallo. No. Uh, it seems like it was like within it was sometime after that Bucks game. They're like the, right, either the trainer or or Gallo or somebody talked to Doc and and I think I was like you know maybe we give him a rest. And, yeah. And Doc was like oh, okay I guess <laughs> yeah do whatever you're gonna do. Uh, for the Cavs, Jordan Clarkson led all scorers with 26 off the bench. I have no idea why we can't stop Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, I don't, I don't it's know. baffling to me. 
Colin Sexton at times too, though. Like Colin Sexton Dude, at times good. looks really, really good. His finishing was nuts in that. He like he takes contact so well at the rim. Yeah, and he's so fast. Yeah, uh, he's faster than I thought he was. Yeah, I know. Like if you're good at defense, you're usually fast laterally. But I didn't realize how fast like line to line. Not good at defense though. Well, worst he was good at defense. in the league <laughs> at his position. Um, he had 21 points, and then Seti Osman chipped in 19. Side note: If you want to laugh, what website is it on? It's on stats. Go look at Seti Osman's picture on stats.nba.com. They are doing your boy dirty on there. <laughs> Just for the say. yeah, for the matchup, he was he was the game leader in this matchup. But the picture that they use, uh, it makes him look like an old man. Or yeah, something. it's not good. Um. So this game was tied at 29 after the first. Yeah. And then by halftime, we had a 13-point lead and kind of kept it out of reach from there. Yeah. I think we did get outscored, though. This was another one of those games where we got, like, weird outscored in the... Oh, no. That was in the third. Yeah. But only... It was 31-28. For some reason, I thought it was more than this. So our starters... Will and I were kind of talking about this before the spots. Our starters got beat again. Yeah. 64 to 63. So So it is a wash. Very close. But it's still the Cavs. With no Kevin Love. It's still the Cavs. It's still the Cavs, yeah. But I don't know. I think, and we can talk about this later, but I, I think that it's uh, a little bit, I think it's a little bit short-sighted to think about this team as in black of what in black and white of terms as starters and bench. Oh, I agree with that. My only issue is that when we play a team with a starting five with like, I don't know, just off the top of my head, Clint Capella, James Harden, and Chris Paul, <laughs> which we might see in the first round. I don't yeah, mind but then getting after that. Like, uh, just tell me. Tell no, me I understand. Like. But the level of talent jumps a little more. So, like, I'm fine, you know, losing by one point to the Grizzlies yeah. for our starters, but losing by, like, you know, I don't know, 25 or 30 to a better team in a seven game series seems a little more frustrating. Was a Gallo list starters. True. But you're Michael Green. Best player on the team, Gallo. Yeah. No arguments. Absolutely. Uh,. And yeah, like the the starters only played fifteen minutes together in this game. Don't like it. Like just over a quarter. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and there were a, like the but so they won. We won boards, assists, and turnovers. So like everything else was fine. Yeah, yeah. And they still like and and the starters still shot for forty five percent from three. Yeah. Fifty eight percent field goal shooting overall. The whole team shot sixty two percent from the field. Yeah, yeah. Doc, Doc had that great quote. He was like. Someone was like, what do you think of the offense? He was like, I don't know. When you shoot 62%, there's not a whole lot to be mad at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. Beverly had that great quote after the game. Someone asked how we shot 60%, and he said, you just turned down a good shot for a great shot. Yeah, absolutely. And then he reiterated, and you turned down a great shot for a greater shot, <laughs> which I was like, well said. All right. I mean, I can't argue with that. Always, what I'm hearing is always turn it down <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, always always say no to their best offer twice. <laughs> um, Bench did a great job, 69 to 44. Yeah. Turnovers were a little concerning. This was kind of a a Lou and Trez turnover fest a bit. Uh yeah, they, they there was some some careless handling of the ball at times for sure. Um I like that uh Rome got some minutes in this game. Yes, yeah. Uh and Motley. Yeah, so Robinson was used in the second most used lineup in this game, which That's was uh Williams at Williams at the point, Jerome at the two, Temple Chandler and Harold like winding out that front court position, mm-hmm. and they played a total of eight minutes together, and were plus eleven. What quarter was that? Which is really, really solid. Yeah. Does it say uh, what quarter they mostly played in? No. Okay. Um, I don't have that info right in front. <laughs> we'll get the intro now. Because yeah, so with Lou, he had a super slow start. His shooting against the Cavs was he was zero for two in the first, mm-hmm. one for three in the second, 
0 for 1 in the third, and then 6 for 6 in the fourth. Mr. Fourth Quarter. He just decided to turn it on. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and we'll, we'll talk about this in the next recap, too. But I, I felt the same way against the Grizzlies. Uh, Where he was just kind of like, what the hell's going on? I don't have any points. Yeah, at a certain point, he was just dominating the Cavs. And... Just even doing the same thing over and over yeah, again. Yeah, went to his they, left. Yeah. It goes in. Yeah. Like, uh, Trez was kind of on point offensively in every single quarter. Oh, yeah. 100% in the first, 100% in the second, 33% in the third, 75% in the fourth. Yeah. For all the credit that DeAndre got for being really good at field goal percentage when he played for the Clippers, mm-hmm. I feel like Trez was flying under the radar with that. He's shooting something absurd on the season. Yeah. With more variety than just dunks. Yeah, uh, I'm not no, trying to compare them. A, no, that's able very to be, much true. But, like, but yeah, just even in this game, 77. <laughs> percent yeah. I mean, like that's. I think on the season he's shooting like 67 percent, um, or something like that. Yeah, he had second best on the t- team. Do you want to take a wild guess at two who two people better than him were in terms of percentage? Yeah, in this Cavs game. Rome. Damn it! Who is it? Uh, well, I'll tell you who number one is. Shay Garrett Temple. Oh, five guy. of five, hundred percent. That's what we like to uh, see. Guy had a perfect game offensively. Wanted to talk to him after the game. He got out of the locker room very quickly. Dip pretty quick. And the second person who had a higher free th- or field goal percentage than uh, than Harrell already gave it away. Jamichael Green, <laughs> uh, who went eight of nine. Yeah, he was perfect for most of the game. And and Shea was up there too. Shea had seventy five percent shooting. Yeah, so he was just below. So yeah, he, he had, was just below Trez. That's crazy. Yeah, Temple was amazing. Uh, we this talked was a about great, it. A very great Temple game. He finished with, uh, yeah, he finished with thirteen, uh, one and one. Really great stuff. We need that one and one. Uh, yeah, Jermichael Green was just kind of everywhere. He hit every single shot from beyond the arc. Um, six good finishes, and on defense, he held David Nwaba to two of six shooting. Only had Larry Nance for a decent clip in which he didn't attempt a field goal. Best all-around game that we've seen him play for the Clippers. Yeah, really good. I mean, we talked about this. He's just he's in the right spots at the right times. I want to um, talk to him about, like, did he have a coach when he was... Because I feel like when you're young, if you have the right coach, that's just instilled in you. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely like, some of that. I, think, I just think that with some of those defensive things, too, it's just, like, instinctual. It's like an IQ thing, and, uh, and that, which is not to say that a coach can't help or you can't learn that, but I think if you have those instincts, mm-hmm. you just you go to those spots a little bit more. It's funny, like, in every single sport, if you can figure out how to move into open space, mm-hmm. you will be successful. Yeah. doesn't matter if it's soccer. It doesn't matter if it's hockey. If you can just go into an open space where someone can find you or the ball can find you, you will have a productive career. Yeah. What I'm saying is you only need to study spatial awareness to be a great athlete. That's true. <laughs> you know what? That checks out. Uh, just to talk about this Jordan Clarkson thing, four different defenders. So he got a bunch of looks. There's no insight here. This is just me being baffled. Yeah. He had four different defenders who had him for at least 14% of the offensive possessions. And the worst he shot was 50%. Yeah. Again, there is no insight here. I'm just baffled that he is on the Clippers killer list. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's had some really solid games. The last game we played, he almost won it. I think he had over 20 points, too. Yeah. He almost had a day. Like, that would have been... Dude, it, I don't get it. I actually kind of don't get how he missed that shot. He was wide, wide open. He's a true conundrum. Yeah. This brass house from the last point, should we sign Jordan Clarkson to a max? <laughs> <laughs> Just so you don't have to play him. Um, no one could really stop Shea. No. Um, which, I mean, has kind of been the whole theme for March, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. He 
anywhere in the mid range, he was he was jacking him off. Uh, uh, I swear he like every time he hits a mid range jumper, or like every time he starts to shoot his mid range jumper, it looks like he's smiling. Yeah, definitely. It, it just you just know it's going to go in. Three or three, three of three from three as well. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, really, really great game. There's uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in the freshies, but it seems like there's a bit of a budding rivalry between Sexton and Shea. In case you don't know, they both wore the same number. Uh, oh, I, didn't even, I did not know that. And it. Genuinely seems like they don't really like each other. Yeah, they're they they were going at each other, which it was great to see. It's yeah, and it's kind of interesting because um, you know people kind of flip flopped. I feel like both these guys in uh, in draft boards like leading up. People were um, flipping out that he went before Shea and all this stuff. Yeah, and then I think in a lot of the um, the redrafts, uh, Shea uh, Shea went ahead of him. Gosh. And both of these guys were kind of um, they they were like touted for their for their defense. One player, it's kind of panned out for more than another. Um, yeah. But still really interesting to watch these two guys go at it. They both, I, I feel like they've both made bigger jumps from where they started than any of the other rookie guards. I think, yeah, Sexton has for sure in terms of offense, but his defense, I don't know where it went. Yeah, which defense, sucks. defense fell off a cliff for sure. Because that was his whole thing. Um, Shea, again, did most of his damage from his right side, which seems to be a pattern that's forming. I'm not yeah. saying that's bad. It just maybe something to keep an eye on. I think in the playoffs, if Shea is having a bad shooting night, like if teams kind of force him to be the main focus, mm-hmm. we're going to see him being forced to his left a lot more. Yeah, that might, it still might be fine, but yeah. just something to keep an eye on. I think with the uh, with the passing game, it's mm-hmm. th- that like just continues to grow that we've been hoping for all season. I feel like it's less of an issue. We got a meatball lineup we're going to talk about in the freshies, which Doc alluded to. There's got to be some more meatball lineup minutes. He teased us with it. If you're new to the podcast, the meatball lineup is anytime Gallo is playing the five. Uh, coming up after this quick friendly advertisement, we're going to be recapping. The Clippers win over the Grizzlies. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Did the advertisement finish? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's over now. <laughs> uh, so the the Clippers pulled it off against the Grizzlies. Barely uh, squeaked by him, buck thirteen to ninety six. <laughs> Did hold him to hold him to sub one hundred. So that's oh, always yeah. my that's always my goal. That's always good to do against a team that ranks almost dead last in offense. <laughs> uh, that's always the injury for for this was absurd. When I got to it the was game, like a joke. When it, when I got to the game, I thought it was a mistake. It looked uh, like a joke on the sheet. Yeah, so they ran like a twelve guy rotation this game. Yeah, of maybe less. Yeah, so they, they, out for the Grizzlies in this one. Um, there are no asterisks in wins. Just just by the by. Just but dubs. just fat dubs. <laughs> just fat dubs. <laughs> but on the injury report for this one, Conley was out. Avery Bradley was out. Didn't get to see that revenge game we were all Ugh. begging for. Yeah. Uh, uh, Noah was out. Kyle Anderson was out. <laughs> CJ Miles was out. Jerry Jackson Jr. was out. Uh, Dylan Brooks was out. None of them played. Um, hey, honestly, once we saw that, it was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> like, that's how I, f- I didn't really know. Of course, Luca Mamute out for us. Um, some stats for you guys. Gallo led all scores with 27. 
plus a season high 15 boards and five assists. He was truly incredible. He did everything. Um, he kind of struggled, I guess, shooting a little bit early on. Yeah, he had one made field goal at half, but he had, I think, 13 points because he went to the line 12 times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trez had 20 off the bench. Lou had 17, and Jermichael Green, to round out a fantastic weekend, had 15-5, and five, also from the bench. Really, really Credit solid. Credit to him. For the Grizzlies, DeLon Wright had a bit of a day with 28-4. and four. Chandler Parsons, who I honestly forgot, still played basketball, poured in 17 from the bench. Someone named Tyler Dorsey had 14, and my new favorite player, <laughs> Dusty Hannas, had a Thick four points. I would have given him four and a half if I was a scorekeeper. <laughs> Someone named Dusty Hannah's plays for the Grizzlies. Someone, oh, a couple got engaged at this game. Oh, yeah. Very weird game to get engaged at. Yeah. I wonder if Dusty Hannah's is going to be officiating their wedding. <laughs> <laughs> All I talked about in the press box was Dusty Hannah's. He's, he's one player whose, name, whose first name needs to be on his jersey. Yeah. It should just say Dusty. <laughs> Because I think he's number eight, so it's like dusty eight. But a side note on the uh, a side note on the proposal cam, Farbod uh, mentioned that they went on like a, what seemed to be a twenty and zero run against the Grizzlies after the proposal I mean, cam, which led me to want to extrapolate how many proposals would there have to be for us to see a Western Conference final? Well, let's see. Let's assume we sweep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. Four, we got four games left in the regular season. Four hard games. So we have plus the 16 you got to win to win the finals. Yeah. I mean, so that's pretty easy math. 18 yeah. plus 6. Yeah. Doable. Yeah. We, I don't if know. you guys are co- contemplating a marriage. Do uh, it at Stable Center during the home <laughs> games. <laughs> go down to, uh, go up to Golden State. Um, all right. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so we didn't do any matchups for this one in the game preview. Yeah, which I'm really thankful, thankful. for now. <laughs> we talked about Conley. That sucked. Um, he didn't play. Starters still got outscored 60 to 52 in this game. Yeah. Dusty Hannah's. No, he wasn't. He didn't start for the Grizzlies. I wish he would have. Um, bench came through big, putting up 61 to their 36. They also won boards. The starters won boards too. They did only play 20 minutes together. Yeah. And they were still... So the starters in this, once again, sure, they might have gotten outscored, but they, they only played 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, they totaled 41 points and were plus nine. And then the next most used um, lineup was our reserves, which... True reserves. Which, which is our true reserves. And I, I want to say I was surprised by this lineup. And, and I know it sounds stupid because there are reserves, <laughs> but this lineup has not seen it's staggered the, it's generally generally we stagger guys this lineup of i'm just going to read it out in case you guys are unfamiliar lou williams garrett temple wilson chandler jamichael green and montrez harrow as a single unit mm-hmm. has since they've been together played maybe 60 minutes wow in thir- in like the 13 games yeah. or whatever that wilson has been healthy um but anyways they played 14 minutes together uh last night and they had 42 points and were plus 8 Really pretty solid showing. It was really solid, and it, that's a big lineup. Yeah, it's it is like, It is a very large lineup. It's a little small at center, but like across the three, four, and five, Yeah, it's a pretty big lineup. Um, Doc mentioned before this game we might see some green and gallo at the five mm-hmm. in preparation for the playoffs. We did see it for three minutes. All right. They had four points and a plus minus, a minus three. That's, <laughs> that's not, a start. Not that. Uh, uh, th- we've kind of been tantalized all season long with uh, more ideas of Gallo <laughs> at the five. Uh, we know I don't how you think... feel about the post ups. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, which is fair. If you need, if you need any more arguments <laughs> for me on Gallo post-ups, uh, I got them for days. Yeah. But I, I think it's been an issue a just even getting time to practice with them mm-hmm. and b uh, kind of integrating them into a game. Uh, I feel like this would have been a really solid game to use it against, just because behind you're playing Dusty Hannah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they like they didn't really have a true center uh, no, outside of Valachunas. Yeah, and he um, got hurt. Yeah, which prayers up to him. The dream, my dream meatball lineup. Okay, which we talked about a little bit in the press box is Bev, Shea, Sham, Green, Gallo. It's a Off- little small. Oh yeah, it's a small ball lineup. But offensively, how do you want it? Yeah, defensively, not the best. Defensively, two out of five. E- yeah, two out of five. For sure. Two out of five. But these these guys score, man. Yeah. These guys, uh, this is a lot of interesting scoring. It's three elite three-point shooters and then two pretty damn good three-point shooters. Yeah. Um, no, I like this. I, I like this lineup. I don't know what Generally on that second it. unit, we do see one of these guys in. It's it's yeah. it's generally some sort of uh, like it's it's just kind of I mean, I had to like double check my glasses cuz even though they are like our standard reserve bench, it's pretty rare that you see all three of uh Temple Chandler yeah. uh and Harrell together. Together. Mm-hmm. Um it poses a bunch of weird we kind of talked about this. The starters to bench ratio is going to pose some weird problems for the opposing coaches. Yeah. Cuz Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Doc talked about in the pregame presser how, you know, in the playoffs, guys run like, you know, the 12 guy rotation or something like that. And he was pretty adamant that we're not going to do that. Yeah. That anyone can get minutes. Yeah. And they will get minutes. And, and, and I thought that he was pretty candid about it in that he's like, you know, depth obviously is great in the regular season because mm-hmm. guys get to be rested more and stuff. How much does it matter in a playoff scenario? You know, obviously the benefits somewhat go down. Yeah. But what he did also say, which I thought, you know, like was true and interesting, is that, you know, those guys that are playing 40 minutes, can they play 40 minutes at the quality of play that our yeah, guys can back to back if they're and... playing 20 minutes? Yeah. You know, if our guys are playing 20 minutes opposed to their 40, what is the quality of those minutes start to look like yeah. on the longer end of that spectrum? One of those lines cross. Yeah. It's yeah. Be interesting to see. Which I think is really interesting. Absolutely. Uh, another one last quick note. Beverly went one of four. Mm-hmm. Last two games, he shot 17% from the field. I know it's a very small sample size, but the teams we played aren't necessarily that good. Um, you think he figures this out before playoffs with so this just a minor dip right now? Yeah, absolutely. And just for reference in this game, so he only scored three points, but yeah. he had four boards and four assists. Yeah, he finds other ways. And was plus 13 on the night, which is tied for the Third? highest plus. Oh, wow. Which is tied for the highest plus minus of the night, which is Gallo's also at plus 13. Damn. So, so that's it's nice. I get kind of flashbacks to Avery Bradley because he didn't contribute in any other ways. Yeah. And so now when I see that, I'm like, okay, 17%, whatever. But in the last two games combined, I'm sure he's at like, 10, 12 or something. And you could say that these numbers are skewed because of the minutes that he plays with the starters and, like, the offense that comes from other portions of the floor. But I got to disregard that argument just because I'm watching the game. And, like, from watching the game, Beverly is impactful. The eye test, if you will. Uh, The eye test (laughs) is is very favorable. The ocular 
analysis is the smart way to say the eye test. Yeah. I think we should start using. <laughs> also, shout out to Patrick Beverly, who uh, didn't want to tell me what he thought of people trying to hop on the Clippers band. Yeah, I do not think he likes you. Um, he also might not know the difference between us, which is totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, coming up after this, we're going to be hitting you guys with some freshies. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So I got a quick sec to talk to Zubats about his fingers. Yeah, this was cool. Always a good chat. <laughs> um, he says they're not quite 100% yet. He still can't move them all the way, but it's getting better. And that seemed clear. The past it, couple games, it's like, okay, it's... And he acknowledged it. I was like, oh, yeah, it seemed like it was a little tough around the rim. And he was like, he shook his head and laughed. He was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, it was pretty tough earlier in the game. So it's nice that that seems to be coming along. Yeah. Uh, on that... Yesterday in that Memphis game, he was 6 of 7. Finishing. Yeah. So, you know, that's really, great. really solid. Um, another quick note. Chatted with my guy, Angel Delgado. He's never played a pickup game in L.A. Oh, yeah? All last summer he was playing over in New York. Are you going to take him on? Oh, yeah, 100%. No, my question is, if you were playing a pickup game and a car rolled up and Trez and Delgado got out of the car and were like, we have next, would you play in that game or would you just go home? <laughs> oh, man. Because <laughs> it reminds me of, like, the Seattle Sonics used to play at Green Lake. Uh-huh. Which means, like, Gary Payton and Sean Kemp were at Green Lake in Seattle. Just... Banging on people. <laughs> like, just absolutely destroying people like you and me in basketball. And Trez had such a crazy offseason last year. Trez played in every single pickup game. Yeah. He possibly could have played in the Drew League, all that. I hope Delgado teams up with him. Yeah. Hope he's down at Venice. It's two. They play twos. No, they're playing five on two. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. And they're just... If it's five on two, you know what? I'm going to take the chance. <laughs> Anything less, you're out. Yeah. No, yeah, I think we're going to lose, but at least I don't have to try to be defending one of those guys for all the possessions. Imagine taking the charge from Delgado. All right. <laughs> let's talk about actual stuff. Let's talk about Shea. You want to talk about Shea? Yeah. Okay. Shea Gilgus Alexander. Yes. <laughs> so, if you guys haven't heard of him, he's a rookie point guard. Uh, Playing fantastic. For the Los Angeles Clippers. And he has just been really phenomenal. My hot take before we get into this okay. that I will stand by. In two years, Shea will be top three in the league in steals per game. I like this. I I like this take already. He had three yesterday. Yeah. He had one the day before. Yeah. I feel like every game we go to, he gets a steal in the first quarter. Yeah. And they're like, uh, they're they're solid steals. They're he's, real steals. And he's not getting a whole lot of fouls. No. Which is is really solid. I mean, he had three in that last game, but still very manageable. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyways, I. I, th I thought it was just interesting just looking at how much he's grown uh, in that Cavs game. Yeah. Um, his finishing has just become, like, 
it's it's kind of unreal. Um, he used to get blocked once a game at the rim. At least once a game, someone at was least swatting one of his shots, which isn't his fault. He was there was the a Sixers game and a Jazz game at one point where, like on back to back possessions, he got just destroyed, denied. But now he's um, figuring out his body control. His yeah, his control is way better. He's like like we talked about all season. Like he need he needed to figure out how to kind of change directions in the air, mm-hmm. uh, be a little bit more crafty in terms of like fakes and and, and switching just hands. switching hands and just being able to um kind of add some more technical abilities on top of like that raw skill and that eye for the game yeah. which he's done with a plum uh and he he um he guarded Sexton more than any other defender in this game yeah uh Sexton did go 7 of 13 against Shea, which doesn't sound super impressive. That sounds but pretty impressive. if you look at the stats, like, nobody guarded him as much. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he was by far just the most effective defender. Yeah. Um, okay. and, and, and just watching these two guys, like, go at one another, I thought was, was a very entertaining. There's a healthy um, competitive spirit oh, yeah. between these two guys. Yeah. Young Bull. Yes. Yeah. Also, you think uh, it would have been kind of cool in some alternate universe. Colin Sexton getting mentored by Patrick Beverly would be something kind of cool to see. I'm not saying I want Colin Sexton, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I wouldn't trade Shea for really anything. No, but but I, just that it's, you know, it seems like cut from the same cloth. I I do think yeah, had he been able to still reach these like offensive peaks that he has now, but like maintain in a better organization. <laughs> yeah, in a in a better organization, maybe maintain some of that like kind of defensive fire that he used to have yeah anyways uh that could still come back but uh, just looking at these guys by the numbers uh sexton played a full 40 minutes for the Cavs. uh he finished with 21 three and three uh but had four turnovers 40 minutes (laughs) (laughs) but had four turnovers yeah so more turnovers than assists and shay in a mere 28 minutes finished with 22 two and eight with a steal and only a single turnover. He had eight dimes in the game against yeah. the Cavs? Yeah. That's crazy. It's wild. That's great. Doc commented about, I'll post the clip after this, um, he was a little concerned that Shea had, well, I think, one assist at halftime against the Grizzlies. Yeah. that The distribution is, that's the game. That's the part of his game I think he still needs to work on the most. The it's, distribution. It's distribution. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's it's not a it, glaring hole. Yeah, no, it's seen it's it's seen its ups and downs for sure, but I think it's gen- definitely trending up. Yeah, and then yeah, just defensively, uh, which we don't talk about enough. Shea's really grown. He's really damn good. Yeah, um, guys, that about wraps it up for us. We were going to touch on the starters getting outscored by the Cavs and Grizzlies, but I think we did a good job of that earlier. Yeah, it's Mid- not real lineups. It's not real. We'll be very existential about stats now. Not real. <laughs> um, guys, <clears throat> this Sunday, your boys, who you're yeah. listening to right now, we're going to be at Tom's Urban for a watch party for the away game against the Warriors. Still going to be an important game. Oh, very. Yeah. Um, Warriors could be fighting for the one seed. Who knows? Come through. There's going to be drink specials. There's appetizer specials. We're going to be there. We're going to be there. Uh, That's a selling point. It might. Maybe it's a deterrent. We'll um, quiet down if you don't want us to be <laughs> Yeah, we'll sit in the back. Um, but tomorrow... We are going to be doing a live stream on Twitter because it's Twitter Tuesdays. Every Tuesday. Get those questions ready. There's not a game happening, so we just might be hanging out. 
Yeah. Could be 29 minutes. I was thinking we might dig into maybe just given this starters issue that we've had, we might dig into lineups a little bit for the, the Rockets matchup. Love we'll it. go lineup v lineup. Let's get in. Let's get our, let's roll those sleeves up. Get elbow deep in some lineups. Yeah. You know? Um, Even though stats are like just a construct and they're probably not real. Will is on <laughs> mountains of ayahuasca right now. <laughs> um, guys, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I'm William, the opinion update. Thanks for listening. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.